0: Hello, and welcome to the Xbox World Podcast for Wednesday, the 9th, I believe. The 9th, yeah. Yeah, of uh, June. It's um, earlier in the week this week because we didn't get out in time last week. We had literally nobody in the office. And coming to this Friday, we well, have no one in the office again because Matt's going to be out. I'm off to E3. Um, we're offering a bit of a skeleton crew at the moment, but don't worry, Tim is joining us soon. For the time being, it's just me. I'm Mike, I'm the uh, news and features editor. And I'm sitting across from me is uh, Matthew, um,
1: recovering from his tonsillitis. Which yeah, Matt's got um, gotten here last week, got ill, and and just before his wedding as well. So better to be over it, just in time for the big day. I'm still not right yet, but uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. The big day's Sunday. I'm hoping that's enough time to get it fully out of my system.
0: And you're headed off back up north on uh, Wednesday, aren't you? So, uh, yeah.
1: As people are listening to this. So I'm going to upload this on Wednesday Is one of my last jobs. And then I'm driving up that evening to, to the in-laws, to the future in-laws. Uh, and then kind of chilling out and uh, just relaxing, making sure my suit fits, writing my speech. Yeah. Um, doing last bits and Does bobs. Does your fiancé listen to this podcast? Uh, she has done occasionally. She probably
0: won't listen to this one because she'll be really busy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. What well, do you think well, of her in-laws?
1: honestly <laughs> honestly I love them to bits okay. like, they are so great um okay. I'm very lucky i I made a terrible impression i think i i i got there I got to her house first what, time six years him. ago first time I, no, I met actually I met her dad um at uni okay when we were packing up I just went over shook his hand said hello, but apparently he didn't really know who I was Lucy hadn't said like oh, this is my boyfriend oh
0: yeah this is uh, this is just some guy yeah just so, hang, just he just some hangs guy. around
1: so uh so I went around I went there six years ago, and I got on really well with him during the day, but it's yeah. like it was uh, maybe a four-hour uh, drive. You, you blocked the toilet? <laughs> I didn't do that. I did do what Tim did on his honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, it got to like nine o'clock. I said, oh, Lucy, I'm, I'm really sleepy. I'm just going to have a quick, quick lie down. Um, went in the spare room, passed out until like 3 a.m. in the morning, when I woke up fully clothed, and everyone had gone to bed, and I was just totally confused. Um, apparently, I passed out in the bed. I was snoring really loudly to the point where she had to shut the door because it was reverberating through the house. Um, so yeah, that was my first day with the in-laws. But wow. apart from that, it was it was all right. I saved her mum from putting metal in the microwave. So uh, I, I like to think
0: that. Uh... I bought my. Oh, this, is, this is immediately going off topic. So we got um when I, we I bought my nan a microwave a few years ago. I love my nan and my nan loves me. I've got a real small family, so I make <laughs> the most of the ones I got. So I love my nan. Bought her a microwave and I said, Nan, whatever you can, like, you can use it to heat up all your like all your leftovers, whatever. It's gonna be fine. It'll be all right. It's like yeah, it's it's cool. Don't put metal in there. She's like, Okay, don't put what in there? Metal, nan. Don't never put metal in there. Oh, okay. Why is that? Because it'll explode, <laughs> nan. it explode. Okay, so no metal. What about wood? And I had to, to do like a whole list of things.
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Why would you put wood in the bike? I don't on? know. Like if you
0: had like a chip fork or something, like. Oh, or possibly. Something. Or like okay. poly, she's like, oh, polystyrene. What about paper? What about cardboard? I had to do a whole list. My poor nan. I was like, no, yes, that's okay. Just not metal. Oh, okay. What about <laughs> this? What about glass? Oh, and that's fine, nan. What about what about plates? What about can you put there? Yeah, you can do plates, nan. That's no problem. It was it was it was a long conversation. But in the end, the house is still standing. Let's put it that way. So so we're all right. Good stuff. Uh, let's, uh, let's just drag it back on topic. So you're off to get married. Mm-hmm. Tim's the only one going to the wedding.
1: Yeah. Everybody was invited. Out of everyone. Yeah, like, everyone was invited. Yeah, not just... Not just work, like everyone. My parents aren't going, okay. grandparents, just him.
0: Bear in was... mind, though, it's like, we. how much shit did we give you for how long about n- not being invited? You
1: guys whinged and bitched and moaned for weeks. Yeah. Where's my invite? Where's Months. my invite?
0: not in weeks, probably, probably, since, probably since you started in the company. So
1: these ungrateful sods get their invites, yeah. which were always coming, I hasten to add. We just didn't get around to sending them until tied I with, fed. T-
0: tied up with a little ribbon as well. Lovely. Tied up
1: with a ribbon, very nicely printed. Um, bit, bit, bit camp though, Matt. Hey, I didn't do anything with the invites. Uh, best thing about weddings, Mike, is a groom—they plan themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they, plan they really themselves. do. Yeah. Um, so, give invites to everyone. What do I get? Hoodie can't come. Jem yeah. can't come. Yeah. John, I'm coming. Brilliant. How are you going to do it? Because it's deadline a couple of days later. Are you? Are you? You know, training it back. Oh, oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, I can't come. Yeah, Mike, Mike's coming. Sitting down in the office, uh, looking at the dates. Like, Mike, when uh, when's E three? It's like oh, I don't know, middle of June. Alarm bell goes off in my <laughs> yeah. head. It's like when in the middle yeah. of June. Yeah, yeah. I don't know fifteenth. So. When are you flying out oh, on the Sunday? Yeah. Mike, you're not coming.
0: Yeah, as as Matt <laughs> saying I do. Into well, no, actually not as Matt's saying I do. As Matt's regretting saying I do. <laughs> oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be. Just swiping my swiping my passport through the little slot.
1: Yeah, you're flying when I'm being clapped in for for my meal. Yeah,
0: and as Tim's like drunkenly stumbling yeah. around, uh,
1: you're, you're taking off probably as I'm fluffing my lines in my speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so boss man Weaver and his lovely wife are the only ones uh, attending. Yeah,
0: but uh, that's that's one out of five. I mean,
1: they're actually staying in the venue as well. They were staying at another venue, but someone's uh, can't can't stay the night now. They're coming to the the wedding, but they sadly have to go late in the evening because yeah. uh, he get, has to get up f- at like three forty-five for work the next day. So Tim has been uh, bumped into into the agile hotel venue. So I'm quite worried now. I worry this
0: is what we're just doing now it isn't a podcast. <laughs> I worry that we're just two guys talking about your wedding. <laughs> that's,
1: that's what podcasts are I?
0: <laughs> I worry that this isn't like something that anyone would want to listen to. I mean, it's like we have we people actually listen to this. Okay, I, I, Hello, I'm, people. So sorry, guys. So look. Drag it on topic. We're going to E3, where well, I am. We are. And you're going to be in America, which is almost like being at E3. Yeah,
1: but I'm missing everything because I've not got a computer with me. So yeah. I'm going to come back and there's going to be this huge, there's going to be, like, what, two and a half weeks worth of information. A deluge just of, yeah, a daily use
0: of information.
1: And we're expecting a lot. Yeah. An awful yeah. lot. Uh, and we're going to maybe guess at what we're going to yeah, see. Yeah, we predi- we're going
0: to do some predictions. We're going to talk about the stuff. This is like a dead cert for being there maybe a few little predictions which we'll immediately regret the second Microsoft mm-hmm. make their actual real announcements and speculate on a few other little things, like little bits of news that you've been squeaking out here and there. So let's talk about, and we'll hopefully Tim will get here in time to chip in himself. If not, then, well, I mean, what, what, your what, does, what, does, what does he bring to the team <laughs> anyway, really? I mean, I don't know. He said, "And and the view that he's never going to hear any of this."
1: Oh, here he is—is is the boss man himself.
0: Hello. Hello. What up? Just so you, you walked in the exact right time. We're just talking about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which yeah, is. Yeah, we're we're just well.
1: about to start some e3 predictions, and uh, we were saying we hope you arrive in time so that you can chip in.
2: Right, okay, I don't know which mic is working. Uh, that one.
1: So again, right. this is like, this This really isn't a podcast, is it? This is just a bunch of guys just hanging
0: out. It's like, oh, hey, there he goes, there he is, there's Jem, there's, there's there's Gem. oh, there's Tim. But there's not Jem, So, So look, we're just about to start, um, to bring you and our, re- our, our listeners up to speed on what I just told them. We're just going to, um, we're going to do talk about E3, talk about stuff that's dead searched for there, stuff yeah. that we're going to be seeing, stuff that we might be seeing, and little rumours and just new stories coming out of the show.
2: Cool. So what
0: are we going to be seeing? Well, first things first is Monday morning for me, Monday evening for you guys is the Microsoft Press Conference. Of course, the night before, there's the Natal Conference, which uh, Cirque du Soleil are opening.
1: They freak me out. Yeah. They're too bendy.
0: Yeah.
2: They're too bendy.
0: I think it was um, uh, American comedian Patton Oswald. I think it was Patton Oswald, described Cirque du Soleil as like a circus where everything is French and gay and on fire. And it's, it's apparently the reason we're not allowed to record or film at this event is because of those guys. Oh right, so I'm not no, I'm not, I can't even go there and record audio because Cirque strictly slayer so I can't interview anyone.
2: Why is that then? Do they not like people? Are they afraid? Of, are they like vampires? They don't appear on.
0: I think if they appear on film, it's t- they, they, they 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 lose their souls. Yeah, <laughs> they say. Yeah. They
2: don't. They certainly don't become
0: clowns. So I'm actually landing in America at seven o'clock. So if you if you're on a if you're on a LA flight to America, well, I might I might be on that same same. Uh, L.A. flight to America. If you're on a Heathrow flight to L.A. and landing at 7 o'clock in the evening, then you might be on the same flight as me. So run. Yeah, run, <laughs> flee. Um, and I, their, their event starts at 7 o'clock. So I'm actually just going hand luggage all the way, getting off the plane, getting through the check-in as fast as possible. What time do you land? 7 o'clock. Everything
2: else. so you're going to be... Uh... Yeah,
0: hell, I'm hoping to make it to their event for about 8.30, basically. You... So I'm actually going to miss Cirque.
2: Where where is the uh, where is the event?
0: About half an hour away from the actual place on uh, the LAX. So, right, okay. so everywhere
2: in LA is about forty-five minutes away from where you want to go. Apart from
0: my hotel, which is right next to the conference center, because I'm in like the middle of business town. It'll still be a forty-five minute walk. <laughs> it's a forty-five minute walk. It is. Yeah. yeah so fifteen minute taxi ride. Everywhere so.
2: in LA is forty-five minutes away. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: It's Perfect. A well-known fact. That's that's why twenty-four was set there. Yeah. For like six seasons. So he can get cut
0: away, can get Jack on the road, cut away, goes to the, yeah. work, the woman who's like, and then drinking into
1: their system just before the uh, the countdown clock hits hits the hour mark. Jack bang, you're there.
2: Yeah. One of the um, interesting things about the latest uh, season of 24, which I find, is uh, they're in New York, which is probably like everything's on top of everything. Yeah, right? everything's on top of everything, and also it's probably one of the cities with the worst traffic problems. They get and everywhere yeah, like instantly. They're literally faster than ever, though. They teleport. It's, it's like they're like, yeah, we need to get from the United Nations to CTU, and then two minutes later, they're there. Just absolutely <laughs> implausible. The Bonkers. new season
0: of Twenty Four should have been much like Die Hard with a Vengeance, you know. Where New York becomes the enemy, you know, it's, it's the adversary. You're trying to save it, but it's your adversary because there's no way to get from yeah. this place to this place. And you've got this guy setting you challenges. Like, you need to get there. To be in honest, half you, an d- hour, you don't even
1: really like, know yeah. that it's in New York. It could have been anywhere. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't they really haven't use, made use no, of the They don't
2: at all, really. The city. But, like, they get there's a, well, one episode where they take old um, Hassan to somewhere in, in Queens. And. Uh, I mean, bearing in mind the New York boroughs, like Queens, is—I think it's Queens, or maybe it's Brooklyn—is the is the same size as a lot of bleeding um, cities on their own. And that's just one borough of New York. Uh, like to get from Queens to back to Manhattan takes them uh, about five minutes.
0: Yeah, Unbelievable! Like we, you can do that on a tube. But anyway, again, I'm really worried <laughs> because this, this really isn't. This isn't a podcast. This is something else. It's, it's evolved. This is like podcasting 2.0. That's
2: all right. Well, so you know,
0: what do you guys expect from this uh, Microsoft conference? then? I mean, skipping the Natal event. We kind of know what to expect from the Natal event. A lot of uh, French folks spending around the place, hula, hula hoops, and I, I, things. I don't
2: think there'll be any massive surprises. I, I think what Microsoft will probably, and short of pulling Halo Four out of the bag, I think what what they'll probably do is they'll they've probably signed a game from a developer or a you know. A previously Sony exclusive game, and they've probably brought it to a 360, and that'll be their that'll be the cornerstone of their. Uh,
1: I know. I think. I think because Natale is going to be launching this year, they're going to be wheeling out the rebranding of the Xbox. Like we've already seen the uh, the, the wavy green lines yeah. on certain box art. I think. A lot of it is going to be centered around that. It's going to almost be a bit Nintendo-ish. That I, I fully expect to see a, a Slim 360, like Pactor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Pactor said. I mean, but
0: Pactor said that after we said it. Yeah, I mean, we've f- been saying for how long?
2: And, and but you got paid a lot more money to see. Yeah, so he did. Actually, exactly I mean, right we right.
1: had we had a photo of like what we believe to be the the motherboard a couple of issues ago. Yeah, we we put it um, in the mag. So and so that that's surely that's got to be what Microsoft based everything around. It, it's going it, to be this new look, and they're going to try Nintendo a yeah. and appeal to different audiences. Well, you only have to
0: look at Rara's new website to see a very like. Lifestyle we fit style look. You know, you see that website, Rare's new logo makes sense. It's mm-hmm. very plain, very white. I, th- I
2: think it will be a, a heavily hardware centric kind of show, obviously, mm-hmm. because they're showing the title. And I, I agree, I think they will push off the slim or whatever it gets called. But one of the things Microsoft do do well at these special because remember, E3 is a, a specialist event, it's not a it's not, you know, for the general kind of pub. It's not for your casual gamers. It's for really hardcore gamers, and I think what they what they do do quite well at events like this is cater for both audiences. Yeah. And they normally that's why I say I think they'll announce a game for three hundred and sixty, which mm. is they need a killer game, yeah, yeah. which is in some I mean, because they normally do do the balance quite well. Yeah, I'm
1: confident so they won't abandon in in the obviously.
0: Audience. They're going to walk out with um, Gears, Fable three, Halo Reach. Reach. That's yeah. the three core games we know about. But last year they walked out on stage and had something like nine games, mm. nine big games. So what they'll do this year is, as, as usual, they'll show their exclusives, those three for sure.
1: And then they'll do... The Hydro, oh Hydrophobia is going to be there probably. In some form, yeah. I yeah. think.
0: Uh, but then what they'll do is they'll do their usual thing, which is to get the third parties that are in some way providing some exclusive content. I wouldn't be surprised if Dead Rising Case Zero was yeah. on stage. Nah, no, that's a good show. Which chart. we've seen and it's quite cool. Um, but again, not a surprise. Um, and then they'll have, you know, they'll 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 be the guys who announce some third-party mm. multi-format games. The way they announced GTA, yeah. The way they announced Metal Gear Rising last year. But to be honest, like it's the exclusives we care about. And as Tim says, unless they've really bought in one big exclusive, or three-four-three Studios have got a new Halo game to show, what have they got apart from Natal yeah. stuff?
2: Well, I suppose. I mean, I, I imagine what they'll do is they'll they'll probably. If, if they don't have that, they'll probably just say, we've got a new Forza coming. And, we-
1: and two human, too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I mean, Silicon Knights has been underground for years now. I mean, they with Sega now, as far as we know. Uh,
2: what uh, uh, might come <laughs> up is this, so, you know, sort of whispers about Kojima maybe doing something with Microsoft.
0: Well, yeah, apparently uh, Microsoft execs visited his studio the other week. Now, that
2: could know? be just be to lock down something on Metal Gear, yeah. but...
0: but it suggests Kojima's just- going to come out on stage. I mean, it, like I say, it wouldn't be surprising if he came out and he said something about Rising, even though he personally isn't like running Rising.
1: But Kojima's doing something with Square Enix as well. I mean, he's, he's oh, a yeah, we know, we know about. what he's doing with Square Enix. That was the next month. So, ago, um, he's done
0: doing Front Mission. Yeah, it's, it's, he's just in, um, just like Metal Gear parts in Front Mission. So, but so he's like Mr. Collaboration. He lo- he loves it. He loves being a part of anything, you know, mm-hmm. anything you can get his thumb into. He's and, there.
1: And so is uh, Mikami now as well. He's getting yeah. about a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. platinum. Yeah. So so um, so, so oh, yeah. I don't know, it's... Normally about about
2: this time, uh, Microsoft have had a massive press leak, haven't they? Yeah. But this year they haven't, which suggests to me that maybe there isn't, you know, because normally... Microsoft are a leaky old boat. Not as
1: leaky as Sony, though, last year. The amount of stuff that... Like Last Guardian, was PSP go last, E3? Was it that recent? Yeah, yeah. And a whole bunch of stuff. And again, this year you've seen all the... MotorStorm
0: 3. Yeah, the new
1: new Infamous, although that was on Game Informer, so it wasn't... Exactly a leak. No. Um, but, I mean, the
0: Natal stuff is obviously going to dominate a big portion of the show. And we know, but can't say, unfortunately, certain things that are going to be on their stage. And they're Natal-related. And we're talking big, like, third-party Natal-exclusive games from from all your favourite publishers. And so I'm, we're talking, let's just say, big Japanese publishers, at least two of them are bringing something that will be debuted at Microsoft's conference, that are Natal-related games, probably within existing franchises. Like That's not giving away too much to say that. No. Um, actually, three, because um, there's a, a third. If, if Think of the three biggest Japanese publishers on Xbox, basically. Um, and they'll, they'll, they'll all be showing something for Natal at the show. In fact, there's a lot of people who are showing Natal stuff at the show. Uh, and move stuff as well. I mean, move super, move's a
1: really cool gadget as well, Sony's device. I absolutely bet EA Sports Active is going to be Natal. Oh, Cause well, they, they, surprise, uh, yeah. uh, Sorry, Sports Active too, because they announced it for move the other month, and we were fully expecting it to be Natal as well. Um, I think Microsoft the announcement just never made came, them but say Microsoft every has, Natal for has its basically has shut invite. all Natal talk down until the, 50, uh, the 13th, yeah. the, the event on the 13th. So I fully expect that, yeah. along with a few other sports titles. I yeah that Natal anyway.
0: event I mean we, we, when the news comes out from that event so our time you'll be looking like probably f- five in the morning mm. uh, on Monday morning our time you start hearing like the first Natal stuff coming
1: out uh, so you can start putting these times in your diary so that's what I'll be doing on my wedding night yeah of course <laughs> getting on the getting on the computer trying to stream it
0: yeah um, Rare will obviously be <laughs> sure there appreciate that <laughs> it'll be Rare's uh, Rare's return they've been away for a long time Uh don't expect a core game from Rare ever, e- ever again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought. It's so
2: all th- over, the dreams all over, isn't it?
0: I think Natal are going to be their the their kind of casual family-friendly company now. Yeah. I think that's that, that makes sense. It makes sense for their, their, their direction. It makes sense for the kinds of games they've been good at the last few years, you know? Mm. Um, but... Microsoft conference, you got like I say, it's it's six in the evening, your you guys' time, and you can everyone can stream that online. Microsoft is streaming it, but in my experience, their streams are rubbish. Not to plug our competitors, but uh, Gamespot usually do a good feed, as do game trailers. Mm. So you can watch Microsoft's conference there, and uh, look out for me in the crowd of a thousand people.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll give you a wave. Mike will be one of the ones at the front that Microsoft hired to go. Woo, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, every year the Americans do that, man. That's I often
1: find myself, when I go to these events, I'm not like, the only person who's not clapping at something. I are not I impressed, just, are you, Matt? I'm not impressed. Oh, it's, it's that, and it's just I don't think it seems very professional. It's like, oh, here's a game that you clearly don't care about, but look at our sparkly presentation. We're all supposed to give him a round of applause. No, I'm there to do business, to like take notes on this game and to see what's good and what's not. To do not. business. Yeah. <laughs> to, to do, do up, some do of up that up business. business yeah. I'm not there to, to whoop and holler at something that, that just doesn't deserve it
0: yeah do you guys think Microsoft placed too much stock in DLC exclusives
2: it depends what the game is every I think. year
0: it's like they come kind out of, they're like oh exclusive Fallout DLC exclusive GTA DLC exclusive I um, think they probably think...
1: overestimate the, the power of that I like mm. um, I mean GTA DLC it did brilliantly but I don't think it quite did as well as, as they expected it to mm-hmm. um, and like everybody no, the thing with DLC exclusives Exclusives is that they they're almost always timed exclusive. Yeah, you always I mean, even GTA, coming. like what are we talking fifty million dollars? Well, it's on the PS3 now. Yeah. So um, I mean, there, there are a couple of cases we haven't yet had the Joker DLC that Batman Arkham Asylum PS3 owners got. Yeah, that was, um, a, that was a good exclusive. That was a genuine exclusive. But apart from that, I can't really name many. Genuine DRC
0: spaces. No, no. I mean, we had uh, the Modern Warfare maps early.
1: Yeah, so, so I, th- I think they do simply because they're never exclusive. I don't um, think,
2: I don't think you know, getting Modern Warfare. I don't even think the GTA stuff is enough for people to go out and buy no. hardware on the back of no. it.
1: I think, I think stuff. Uh, like I mean, some people, is s- good,
2: some people will. You know, some people will. But I think if they're hoping for a kind of mass market response, if they're hoping for people to go out in their droves and go and buy a machine on the back of having mm. GTA. Uh, exclusive you know missions however good they were and they were good Um, I I just I'm not sure that I'm not sure I'm not sure you know because the thing is that you know for any company Sony did it with PlayStation 1 especially you know broke into broke beyond the specialist broke beyond the casual into into the sort of market that we as was was tapped up and you know i think the the dlc exclusives requ- dlc you know and, and xbox live and stuff requires a level of expertise on on xbox 360 that perhaps your you know your wider audience don't have and i don't yeah. think that you know, announcing dlc is necessarily going to get those those punters buying you the know visibility into. of
0: dlc on the dashboard is is bad as well really yeah. bad it's, you know, you don't you don't see it coming you don't know it's coming
1: and when you go to like new releases to see what's come out well you know 80% of that Column music is games. the row is it's just, just, it's just guitar dri- Hero five and upland just
0: so, drive anything new, actually new and interesting. They really off.
1: need to just cut yeah. them from that uh, yeah. channel and ne- put them entirely, entirely in. in okay. I mean the channels exist, so I don't know why they haven't removed them from the standard one. Yeah, um, I think the other thing is people have been burnt so many times by DRC either by high prices, or or. Like seeing through and and realizing it's something that's just been chopped from a game. Yeah, people are becoming blinded to it, and even if there's like like GTA, there's a genuine piece of DLC that's worth getting, worth playing, absolutely worth the money. There are so many bad bits of DLC now that people are w- starting to become blinded to it, mm. to it all. If it's called DRC, it's all roped into the same bracket, and whether it's good or whether it's bad, there's kind of this stigma attached to it now. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I think coming out and saying we've got this piece of exclusive G- um, DRC is absolutely not enough. Okay, like, I think K series is great, but otherwise.
2: Two questions then. First of all, what do we think is going to be the dark horse of E three?
1: Um, well, Mike got My
0: no, no, one i I is like seriously game in the show. I think the dark horse. What do you, what you guys think is dark horse?
1: Um, I mean. I
0: think, um, God, that's a tough question, man. I think, um, I mean, there's it's a lot of games you expect a lot from. And what you're talking about is a game you don't expect a lot yeah, from. Yeah, right, right, yeah. the game you don't expect anything from. Well,
2: or, or a game that you, you perhaps don't, you know, I mean, you haven't got any expectations for. You don't necessarily think it's going to be bad, or you don't necessarily have well,
0: a... We're all kind of expecting a Mortal Kombat game at the show, right? Yeah. And it's fair to say nobody ever... Quite rightly so, expects much from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. but this might be the ne- You know, this could be it. You know, they got they got a new publisher. They've been working on this new one for a long time. They got a following up on like you know the, the MK versus DC game. This is their this is a chance to go mad with Mortal Kombat. Mm. This is almost a chance for a fresh start. And they're not like it's not they're not sequelizing a sequel of a sequel of a sequel. They they can they can go afresh with the first current generation genuine new Mortal Kombat game.
2: See, here's the thing that they need to do with, I think we were talking about this in the office the other day, here's the thing they need to do with Mortal Kombat. They need to, make, they need to get back to the, its roots, first of all, but they need to make it the bloodiest, the goriest, the nastiest, the most na- the nastiest game yet.
0: The reason for this is, and you are going to, sort of, to, say, to tell our listeners something you said in the office, Mortal Kombat existed to, to disgust people, to shock people and to grab headlines. What was shocking then isn't shocking now. Mm. So you have to do what's shocking
1: I mean, now. You chain sodomise people in Gears of War every day. So you yeah. really need to step. Yeah, up. Yeah, like it
0: ch- chainsawing dudes in half and spraying the screen with blood is a th- every thirty second event in you know in, uh, in Gears, Gears of War. War. Yeah. So how do you top that? You need to make a fighting game that is horrendous. It grabs headlines again, yeah. you know?
2: Remember that game, I think it was PlayStation, what was it, Thrill Kill? Was it Thrill, Thrill Kill, yeah. It never saw the light yeah. of day, Well, yeah. Yeah. Virgin
0: were publishing it and then I think it was EA bought Virgin's mm. entire catalogue and they refused to publish
1: it. It a, a four-player yeah. beat-em-up,
0: wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it was but the it was same was... engine which went on to be Wu-Tang Taste the Pain.
2: Mm. I'm not saying that necessarily have to go down there because I mean it was like all that I mean I can't remember what was controversial about it at they the time.
0: said the, the, the phrase they used was it's not a game about killing it's a game about sadism
2: ah that's right yeah it's yeah. not a
0: game about like, killing people like, we've seen games about killing people before but it's a game about being really sadistic and right, yeah. really enjoying it you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> which when you, when you play it it's it, like now it all seems kind of juvenile but all the characters were like very kind of house of horrors you know you had like this dominatrix psychopath and you had um this guy who's like, uh, you got this like serial killing dwarf, and uh, there was a guy who's just a big thuggish guy who's wearing all bondage gear, and he's like, uh, you know, he's just a, it's he's a, he's a lot of really, really deeply, and like a, um, a cannibal hick called Cletus, and oh, right. it was like a lot of like basically horror movie tropes they used, Yeah. You know, used a lot of horror. And, and to be honest, like these days, they don't seem that shocking. No. But, but at a time, it would have it would have caused disasters, yeah.
2: you know? So, yeah, I mean, if, if Mortal Kombat does turn up at the show, if it does get announced, then that'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, see what they've done with that. One of the other games that might be worth keeping an eye on is, is a game called Homefront from, uh, from mm. THQ mm. developed by, um, I've forgotten their names. The guys who, Chaos. Get, Chaos. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, who did, Frontlines. Uh, front and, yeah. um,
0: and, bef- and before that, of course, they did the Battlefield mod. Yeah, right. Um, Desert combat or desert warfare? Something, one or the other.
2: So, Homefront is. We've done a little bit on it in the mag. Um, it's basically a game set in a sort of near future where oil is. You know, uh, there's no oil and people are kind of fighting, fighting to. Um, to, to the over last the last supplies weeks, yeah. and yeah, and uh, North Korea invades and US, U.S. is basically on its knees and North Korea it's invades it. Red Dawn it. with Koreans, right? Yeah, it is. It's basically Red Dawn, and and it's also written by John Miller, who of course R- Red wrote Dawn, Red which Dawn. Is brilliant. Yeah. So um, I saw this kind of quite a nice video of it a few months back. Um, we weren't allowed to talk about it much at the time, but it was basically the first like five minutes of the game, and 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 there was some. Quietly impressive stuff in it, you know. I mean, it's there's a lot of familiar stuff in it, I think, and there's a lot of stuff that people go, "Oh, we've been there, we've seen that." But there's also some really nice new ideas in it, which which I thought, you know, if they pull it off, could work well. And I'm not exactly sure how much I'm allowed to talk about it, so hmm. I'm I'm going to play it safe and not talk about it too much. Well,
0: I'll cut you off so you don't have to talk too much about it. I think it's like clear, THQ are framing this to be their modern warfare. You know? Oh, very definitely. But well, I worry about that because. Battlefield: Bad Company, first one, was a pretty good game offline, a uh, pretty good game online. The sequel was an exceptional, truly exceptional game online, but an awful game offline, a truly awful game offline. And it was when EA decided to reframe that game as their like contender, you know, contender to the Modern Warfare cry- throne yeah. that they they messed it all up. They tried to do this like they made it really linear and they stripped the battlefield out of Battlefield: Bad Company, you know. That was so I worry, you know, any any time anyone tries to imitate that, yeah. you're taking on a big boy. I'm you know? not
2: sure. I'm not sure. From what I saw, I'm not sure they're trying to imitate Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare in the same way that the last Battlefield did. I mean, that single player in in Modern um, Bad Company Two was um, was so similar to to yeah. Modern Warfare, it's ridiculous. Um, but but from what I've seen at Homefront, it's not it's not exactly. The, the same. I mean there obviously are elements that are, you know, fairly similar. I think it's difficult to get away from that when you've got a sort of modernish setting, you know. But I think the fact that it's kind of set in a sort of wasteland of a, an America, not a post apocalyptic wasteland, yeah. fortunately. <laughs> but in this kind of really it's a, interesting it's a war zone. Yeah, how they've how they've done it is like sort of gaggles of kind of people, survivors, I guess. A sort of created kind of um Sort of miniature homelands, uh, in, you know, and sort of taking over streets, and kind of they're growing their own vegetables, and they're developing their own weapons and that sort of stuff. And it's it's really quite quite interesting the sort of background to it and the story, although it sounds preposterous about North Korea invading the U.S. Actually, the way they structured it and set it up, you know, it's it's vaguely plausible.
0: Yeah, you can you can handle it within the context. Yeah, of that.
2: and um, so the the video I saw really was quite. Um, it's still to tell how much was was sort of in game. How much was the, you know, the sort of, how much of the the experience that was in the video you're going to see as a kind of first time player? Because obviously, when you see games demoed, a lot of the time, the person who's demoing it knows where to look, knows to look up because there's a plane yeah. kind of coming overhead, crashing into a field, and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I'm sort of quietly confident that it might it might surprise a few people at E3. And someone's and and
0: got that really cool system. me you know, that thing about you know, you're seeing looking in the right direction. Homefront's got this, uh, this interesting system, and it'll be interesting to see how it works in the game, where whenever anything happens, it's always going to happen in a cool way. So if a car is driving towards you and you hit it with a rocket, it's going to flip, it's going to roll, and it's going to stop a few inches from you. Mm. If you shoot on a helicopter, it's going to twist and turn and bank, and it's going to crash like just from your just near your left ear, you know. You're it's, like a giant magnet yeah, walking you around. You are. You're just you're just a danger magnet. You're you are everywhere yeah. you go. It's something you're going to get the most spectacular view of it. You know.
2: They've also got a very interesting um, uh, sort of device in in multiplayer, which um, I, I'm not sure if it was in Frontlines or not. I didn't really play Frontlines a lot, but it was. It's a system where you basically during multiplayer games, you basically get on-the-fly kind of um, little mini objectives to carry yeah, out, I wasn't and they're, in front lines. they're it's, it's different. In Brink, though they're different every single time you play, mm. so they're fresh every single time you play. And I That's think it's a
0: really cool way to incentivise yeah being selfish. I didn't realise Brink was doing you know, it, but, teamwork. Is that you, know, you but, so yeah. make if you want to make people work as a team, and Bad Company Two proves this. If you want to make people work as a team, you got to make them. You give them give them like a selfish reason yeah. to work as a team. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, squads form and people group up because guess what? You get more points for saving your squad, healing mm-hmm. your squad, spawning on your squad, that kind of thing. You know? Yeah. That when you can incentivize being selfish and being working in a team by sorry working in a team by being yeah. selfish, you get good results. Think does
1: it very well with its mission wheel. And I fully expect it to be one of the games at the show at E3. I think it's going to impress. Everyone who hasn't seen it yet, and everyone who, who's been following Brink, I think, will be reassured by what they've got to see. I wouldn't expect uh, too much
0: from Bethesda at the show, though. I think a few people think like um, Elder Scrolls V now, and I thought, no, I don't think so. Simply because Bethesda own it. ID. Id have their own conference, and that conference now is Bethesda's conference. Yeah. You know, mm. if they want it to be, they can show off whatever they want there. They can announce whatever they want. Uh, they're not going to have to compete with anyone. They're not going to have to fight with anyone for coverage. They're just going to have to. We like the trailers, and we're all going to love it. So Doom, that'll be a BlizzCon, not a BlizzCon thing, a a QuakeCon thing. Mm. Uh, Elder Scrolls, you know, as as weird as it seems, that could be a QuakeCon thing. mate. Mm.
2: So that was one question. The other question I was going to ask is if we could, uh, if we could pick any game to be announced at the show, what would it be? Oh, everyone's going to say Hitman.
0: Oh, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Five,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm torn between Elder Scrolls and and Hitman. Hitman, like uh, Oblivion. Is without like whenever anyone asks me what my favourite game of all time is, I never have an answer because I always change my mind. But I have kind of a stock five that I always rotate through, and Oblivion is without question one of those five. So Elder Scrolls Five, I would just, I'd be one of those guys who'd go, woo in the yeah, front, hooting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be standing up, I'll be flashing and uh, running about oh the stage. God. <laughs> Flashing? Oh Maybe not. But um but the thing is, the thing is
2: Bethesda's brilliant. sort of core team in Washington has to be working on something. Cuz oh, yeah, they're yeah. not working yeah. on Fallout New Vegas.
0: I would be very surprised if it's not all Scrolls 5. Yeah. I just don't see them announcing it here. I mean, the thing is, they could wheel out a trailer. Yeah. We know there's like a lot of games where cuz I've got my um schedule here and there's a lot of games I can't talk about that I'm actually seeing. And I hate to tease like that, so sorry, but there's a lot of games I can't talk about that I'm seeing. Um, but there's also a lot of games which the publishers are saying we got an announcement. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll save, I'll save the surprise. You're not going to see it at the show. You don't need to interview anyone about it at the show because there's not going to be anyone there. But we have an announcement, and like you know, everyone from you know across the, you name any big publisher, they're announcing something new at the show. A lot of people are saying, God, everything big is announced already. Surely, no. There are from virtually every major publisher at least a trailer for something you haven't heard about yet.
2: So that's going to be pretty pretty exciting stuff I think.
0: Yeah. So let's let's you know, let's look forward a week. I mean after the show's wrapped up we'll all be able to, you know, say for sure. What games do you think are really going to shine in the show? What games do you think at the end of the show are the ones everyone's going to talk about? Rage. Rage. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean wonderful. it just yeah the, the technology is beyond I incredible. mean the
2: technology is just so Far in advance of anything we see. I mean, it just we, looks
0: saw, we talk about Crisis Two being the best looking game on three sixty, but it's in a it's a two way race there yeah. between Rage and
2: I mean Rage. You saw it, didn't you? I I oh, uh, right. I never did actually. I oh, missed right. it at
1: Gamescom because I had a. Clash. No, we sent Andy Kelly to see. Oh, of as course we well. did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But um, it was freelancer Andy Kelly.
2: But yeah, he said it was just yeah amazing, just absolutely amazing. Yeah,
1: up there will be Dead Space Two. I fully. I mean, I've said it before. I, I think Dead Space Two is a serious contender for. Uh, I think what's going
0: to really, really prove that game is when people get their hands on it. You know, Mm. the first hands-on will be the, the proof, the, the proof of the pudding, and whichever you know. Well, sure, might guess that. you my guess I should definitely you should
1: definitely read them. Yeah, you should. It's, I'm, I'm kind of, sure that'll
2: be a really good read. I'm kind of
1: hoping at E3, because we don't actually know what their E3 plans are yet, but but we know Dead Space is going to be there in some capacity. You know, I yeah. would like to see some multiplayer stuff because we know it's coming, and at the moment that's the dark cloud that's hanging over yeah, it.
0: Yeah, because who wants that? You know? I know.
1: So if they if they can say, look, this is what we're doing for multiplayer, don't worry, we haven't bores it up. Yeah. It's left for Dead Space, then I'll be happy. I just kind of want to be reassured that they're not you know, are adding on this, this this element that is just going to spoil it all. Yeah. So once they reassure me that everything is fine, then I'm wholly confident. The thing that, that makes a be...
0: horror game more than anything is loneliness. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Which is what Beans, one of the really is, big is issues of Fear 3 instead,
1: yeah. like Fear Three is is. Co- I don't think Dead Space Two will be co-op. I think it'll be some a, a different well, mode. Look but at Fear like when, Three. When you playing with a
0: friend, how often do you take pay any attention to story in games? Oh, never. When you're playing co-op,
1: Splinter Cell co-op.
0: Splinter so Cell's got great stories. A really nice, nice. I and told hated playing thing. that with
1: Hoodie because I didn't, um, I, I couldn't follow any of it because no. I was shouting at Hoodie yeah. for running in the light. <laughs> it's like get in the shadows, get uh, in the shadows. Hoodie's like Rambo
0: <laughs> playing Splinter so. Cell. He is. Yeah, <laughs> and like you, you just you can't take the story when you're playing with a friend. And like uh, I remember uh, the guys on Call of Duty, you know, um, uh, your former Infinity Ward, you know, when it was still Infinity, when they were still hanging together. Those guys were saying, you know, we're not doing cop in our game because you can't tell a story in cop. Everybody was like, that's that's laughable. You're in, you're out of your minds because cop's an essential feature in any modern shooter. But no, they're were, they're were in doing yeah. that. You're right, you can't tell a story with
1: Everyone's with, chatting and joking. Yeah,
0: yeah. You you've, you can you can at that point you're just enjoying the mechanics of the game. You're not taking in the story. And if the story is important to you then we're in, in a game like Dead Space which is so story driven. Of course. It really needs that. Um yeah, I think that's going to make a big splash. Oh, um obviously Rising's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, Konami are going to debut Rising, uh, and it will be massive. Everyone will be talking about it because any Kojima Studios trailer it'll probably be some nine-minute trailer which goes on and on and on, and we all uh, we all look at that. But I think the game of the show, I think getting, everyone's going to be talking about it, coming out of it, has a good chance of being Deus Ex two or yeah. three rather.
2: First trailer looked really good.
0: First trailer looked amazing. Yeah, I mean, it looked incredible. I mean, obviously, it's purely pre-rendered yeah. by Square's own team. Yeah, I mean, when you have it's almost a perfect, like, a perfect storm there because you've got like Square's CGI men banging out a trailer for a Western design game. You've mm. got these lovely Western designs with the, 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 some of the best CGI men in the world and it really came together for that trailer. Of course, the game's not going to look exactly like that, but we've seen screenshots from that game and it looks really good. Mm. It looks really, really good. And if they can nail that Deus Ex thing, it, what, what they've done with the game is that Bioshock thing where you look at it and you're like, "I've never seen a game which looks like that before." Mm. That game doesn't look like any other game. The clothes look different, the environments look different, the weapons look different. Everything mm. looks different. So straight away, it's a place you want to be. It's a place you want to explore. A place you want to be a part of. They've got that core level. You know, they've got that that at the very most base level. They've built a place you want to explore. Anything up after
1: that is just a, it's just more. You know, it's just a plus.
2: Yeah. Day six, isn't it?
1: I, I think it's 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 looking great um, hopefully they can mis- uh, correct the mistakes of two yeah two of course we're a, so let a let completely down.
2: different studio completely different
0: team and a team assembled specially to work on DSX it, it could be amazing and the guys who have worked works on the first mm. DSX anyone anytime they're asked they seem to be very much giving their blessings to this team they like the direction it's yeah. taking and these guys really did consult people who've worked on DSX before they went to them and said was this cool is this something that would work and they're taking it seriously, man. They're, they're taking yeah, the burden seriously, I mean, perhaps in a way that the guys who were making Invisible War didn't. Although, you know, I have no doubt they, they set out to make a good game just like anyone does. It just didn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. But they're, the, the degree of seriousness they're taking this, it reminds me of irrational seriousness with Bioshock. Yeah. That can only be a good thing.
2: I wonder if they'll announce anything.
1: Well, they've been irrational, working on yeah, something course, for, for a long time. Yeah. In fact, you remind yeah, I think there might be. I think they might be I think they might be. Mm. What, do I, th- what do you think that thing might be? I, I don't know what it is um, that I was chatting to someone a few months back who, who knew what it was. Uh, so if if they knew then, then people should Of course, XCOM's find show out. as well. Yeah. Are we going to see anything from Bungie?
0: What, their, Apart their, from Reach. With their Activision deal.
1: Their Activision.
0: I'd be surprised at this point.
2: Mm,
1: yeah, I don't. know. It's just they said that it was wrapped. The deal was wrapped up last year. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing that's making me think. Perhaps they'll,
2: you know what Bungie like. I reckon they'll probably tease something, but yeah. in a very
1: it will be obtuse. Yeah, really obtuse it way, and get really, people to try yeah. and work yeah. it out,
2: kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and then they'll they'll and if they do, they'll do it through their own website and stuff, and you'll basically you'll know. Days before E3, I think, you know, possibly even right now, if Bungie are announcing anything. By the way, they they're talking on their weekly update.
2: Do you reckon they'll bring? Do you reckon they'll bring back Marathon? Then do you think that's what they're working on? No,
0: mm. Marathon is an incredibly strong brand, surprisingly strong. It's got a strong heritage, and more to the point, it's got a great universe. And Bungie like building universes. Mm. They might be looking to build their own. I mean, from the way they're talking. They're building a new universe for mm-hmm. this. It's a franchise which is going to run for the next ten years. And of course, remember, it's only this franchise is exclusive to Activision. They, a bungie are expanding all the time, and they could have a second studio working on something with EA if they wanted. You know, they could be working with Square Enix on something. They could be making the next Final Fantasy. They're not, mm. but they could if they wanted yeah. to. Uh, you know, it's it's only this franchise. And would, would Activision want? To publish a marathon game, I don't know. I don't know. Or would they prefer to have a brand new game? To be honest, if I were like a publisher, I'd rather publish a name that's already out there than the name. That's not. Uh, all
2: I all I thought about it was that Marathon is thematically similar to Halo and so. has connections with the Halo universe, and it would allow, from a marketing point of view, it would allow you to, uh, you know, approach gamers who weren't familiar with the Marathon brand. On the back, sort of almost piggyback Halo, but in a legally appropriate way, but it would allow you know it would allow you to pitch it as a from the makers of Halo, the you know this from the same universe or something yeah. you know it's it's kind of and it, uh, immediately people are like, oh, all right well, I really liked Halo so yeah you know so I don't know I don't know it's just and I, haven't they registered a URL for it or something
0: I don't know I, th- I
2: think I read that somewhere. I can't remember. In yeah.
0: any case, Bungie, Bungie's appearance of the show will be, you know, it'll be reach oriented for sure. Yeah. Uh, they'll reveal a bunch of stuff at like reach. I would imagine they'll reveal their, their killer feature, which, are, which we're anticipating as being almost a commission editor kind of thing for, for like just cooperative modes and single player. So, uh, much like forge, but for a, a more single player capacity, I think that's not unlikely. Mm. Uh, But they'll have some reveal for Reach because, I mean, at the moment we know so much about Reach, the next thing they reveal has to be pretty interesting, pretty special.
1: I mean, obviously stuff like Gears is going to impress. Vanquish will impress. (coughs) Um, Assassin's Creed, I think. People are going to be pleasantly surprised by what the multiplayer has to offer. Ghost Recon's there? Um, Ghost Recon's there. Will people be overly impressed? I don't know. I'm not convinced yet. But I haven't... uh, To be fair, I haven't really seen it. So... uh, I, th- I think with with the amount that's at this show, Ghost Recon, I'll have to do a lot to to, to stand up but with everybody. But Clancy
0: out. games will never show Steelers at E3. I mean, apart from Splinter Cell, which is probably arguably the strongest of the Clancy brands, Clancy games will never show Steelers at E3. They always do the business on shelves, though.
2: Wouldn't be surprised if they announced the next Rainbow Six.
0: Yeah, in a trailer of some kind.
2: Yeah, I mean, not even a trailer, but, I mean, we know they've got two Clancy games in the works.
0: There's a Ubisoft conference at um, 7 o'clock... LA time, not seven o'clock, sorry, five o'clock LA time on Monday. So it follows Microsoft's conference in the evening, uh, which will be UK time again, like five in the morning, like, well, not even five in the morning, like three in the morning. Mm. So you guys will be hearing that then. Last year they wheeled out James Cameron, who wanked on about 3D for about 20 minutes. Mm. Um, We all know how brilliant his game turned out. Yeah, Avatar was a real winner. Um, But I don't know. Ubisoft normally play some nice surprises.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if they announced Rainbow Six. They said they got two Clancy games in the works. One of them's Hawks. Yeah. But then they're...
1: Rainbow Six could be that that one that they always do where they would announce they... in November and then release. Yeah. Would,
0: would, they, would they would they want to? I'd know because they've already got, got, got a lot Rainbow of games 6 up against comp- have it competing with Ghost Recon for
1: coverage. Yeah, maybe, yeah. They've, yeah. they've already got a lot of games on their plate at the moment. They, maybe they don't need to... Announce, Ruse will be yeah, at the I show, of course.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of games there and I don't think they would want... I mean, uh, Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six are kind of similar enough mm. that I don't think they want to compete
1: with coverage on them. I'm probably yeah, the only, only one, right. but I'm really excited to see what what F1 2010 is like. Yeah, I'll be s- seeing that over the show. Uh, Limbo is going uh, to gonna be a delight for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Um, Bulletstorm is going to be an interesting one. In fact, um I always get the names confused. What's the Cody's one? So Bulletstorm is the EA. Yeah, yeah. Body, um, Body, Body count. Body count as well. Um, Both
0: quite similar in a, in a, in a, in a yeah, fashion.
1: So, yeah, anyway. so I think they'll be interesting ones to see. I saw Bulletstorm at an EA event last month, and I, I loved it. Um, yeah, I, I question whether or not the appeal will be long-lasting, or if it would be like after an hour you'll get a bit bored of the the skill kill system. But I don't know. I think uh, what they show at E3, because it's going to be hands-on at the event, and that's going to be a, a very good test of, of how that game's going to go.
0: I'm really looking forward to uh, to playing that. Speaking of EA, like, how sick is this? The thing i one of the things I'm looking forward to most is playing Tiger Woods with the PlayStation Move controller. I'm really looking forward to that because like the Wii Tiger Woods games with Motion Plus were mm-hmm. really good, and with uh, extra processing grunt behind it and a better looking game, I'm really, I really want to play that game. I'm really looking. Have forward to Have you heard
1: it. feedback from people who have played it no. so far? No. Ah. Okay. Well, I, mean, I, d- I don't know how much I can say on the podcast, that, but um, that
0: was that was a while ago. I mean, they could have brought it along in the meantime. Besides, EA, don't put our face. Here's what EA do: they make a game; it's all right. Next year comes along; it's brilliant. Oh yeah, it's the best game like of its type, any any anywhere. EA always do this. I mean, the first Tiger was Wii game was rubbish, and now it's brilliant. it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what it's what EA do. I'm looking forward to playing it. But that brings us on to something, which we'll talk about. Yeah, we're going to do some some we'll go off topic in a minute, but I think we should need to address the, Natal, the, video? the Natal video. <laughs> so a journalist from Parade, not the, not the jazz mag, not, not the UK jazz mag. <laughs> What's Parade? It's I, a, a, d- a magazine or a website in America. I'd never heard of it. I got to admit. Yeah, but. but anyway, he he played with Natal, took his family along, and released this video. of him playing this uh, kind of river rapids game. And the bat and ball game we've all seen, the, um, which is off the record, I think, called Ricochet. Um, and, which I've played. Yeah. And um, it's him and his kids flailing around and his wife. They're, they're, all, they're all flailing and, and swinging their arms and, and flailing some more. And it's, They're playing Natal. They're playing Natal. It's, it doesn't
1: look good. I don't think you need the first... well into it, though. Yeah, I don't think you need yeah. the first Elling flailing, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I think his failing would uh, would suffice. Yeah, yeah. It is dreadful. Yeah.
2: Here's the thing with it, is that they're playing it in a massive room that's got no furniture in it at yeah. all. That's my concern with Natal, is that you're going to... Nobody has those rooms. No one has that room. In, no. the, in, in the UK, no one has those rooms because all our houses Even are squeezed in. Even less so in into, Japan. Yeah, all our, all our houses are tiny, you know, relatively speaking.
0: Yeah, modern flats and stuff, are, yeah. you know, little spaces.
2: And, you know, the room they were in, it had two of them side by side... Except you know they weren't side by side; they were parallel to one another. It's like an quite office a, space.
0: So. I wonder if they just like they clear everything out just you
1: know, just for demo purposes.
2: Well, but right? Matt, when you played it, you said you needed a.
1: Yeah, I needed space to run around. I mean, I had to get rid of the coffee table from the lounge when I played Tony Hawk Ride, uh, and I'm just thinking, well, if it's bad enough for Ride in my lounge, I haven't got. I don't live in a cupboard. I live in you know a decent enough house, but playing Natal in my home I don't know it's just it's just worrying we were looking around the office earlier on or the other day there's literally no space for us to play where we play games about um, a metre behind where the TV is yeah. there's big big old filing cabinets
0: yeah in our office it's like playing Natal games in our office is be a serious problem like a serious problem um, I don't honestly think he needs much space as they were showing on that on that thing. I think they were giving it tons of space. I don't think he needed that. Bear in mind, there was like four of them all standing side by side playing it. You know, I think a big part of it was wanting to show it mm-hmm. with like a big group. That it like could that. work yeah, with multiple yeah. people. And I, I don't. Th- I think. I, I think space will be a worry if you live in like a little shoebox. I know a lot of us do at the moment. I'm living in a little shoebox, but. Uh, I think a decent UK living room. I think you probably like you know. You, I think it'll handle it. I think it will, will be all right.
2: So, so is your problem more that you just look utterly ridiculous? I
0: think it was the worst possible way to show off that game. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, if you want to show people how much fun the tiles, they did look like they were having a blast. But showing like a kind of a kind of let's let's say it for ways. it's two average looking. Not ugly, just average looking, kind of unsexy people flapping their arms about doing literally the worst white man dance you've ever seen.
1: Until my wedding. Oh go, oh yeah. <laughs> doing, like the
0: worst white man dance you've ever seen in their their khakis and their, their, their shapeless clothes is not the way Natal you want to present, you want that lifestyle video with the handsome young family, gesturing elegantly and moving stuff mm. around, and like you know, really like you know, throwing themselves into the act. You know the way they do in Wii commercials, where someone's like, I don't know, changing a tire on a car and they're properly getting up and they're like reaching out as if it's instead of just flapping at the screen. It's like we all know the flapping works, but they're like really embracing mm. it, you know, really reaching out and clutching it at the air, and and this just that makes it look really good. The react with the fact is. Regular people, and by that I mean us, you, me, the guy on that video, his wife, their kids. We, we're not great looking in that situation, you know? Give us a motion controller. We kind of we tend to look a little bit stupid, and that video made Natal look a bit stupid. Yeah. Um, I, I maintain I don't think Natal's going to be great for the kinds of games we want to play. Mm. What it's super cool for is the Xbox's user interface, like manipulating the, the Xbox 360's dashboard with... Natal, that is, will be is never going to get old. And you can you can test this yourself. If you've got boom blocks on the Wii, and this is me and my girlfriend were doing this last night. We were playing boom blocks because we I just I, we finally got the console set up in the living room. So I so put on boom blocks just to test my Wii was working all right. And they've got this, menu, you play boom blocks, right? On the menu, they've got three cubes. and You select them. It's the three cubes right. to select the different modes. It's been so long. But and I, you can I, grab I, the cubes and move them around. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. You can just grab them and move them around, and when they hit one another, they go ding, ding, ding. That's it. I did it for about five minutes, just like going ding, 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 bang, 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 up and down. And I was like, I am an act- I'm actually an idiot. I'm actually an idiot. And I thought, wait, wait, wait a second. It's not. It's just fun to take, like, grab an object on a yeah. screen
1: and move it around. It is just a fun thing to do. And when you, it was f- even fun, like on Wave Race on the GameCube, when you moved the waves, and the waves about waves on the menu and you're screen.
0: Right. So that kind of that weird interactivity, that kind of when when. Stretching Mario's face, for instance. It's the dumbest thing, but in Mario 64, stretching Mario's face mm. was something that everybody did for yeah. a real long time. When you can get that kind of connection between the player and the screen, even if it's something as simple as moving the dashboard around, people are going to dig that, I think.
2: Mm.
0: And then, of course, it's going to be useful for stuff like head tracking in games. And an example I've always been giving is like the FIFA example. You're always sharing a screen in FIFA. Make a run, make a run. And, of course, the guys, they can't hear you. Well, now with Natal, the they can. Mm. And if you point at a place on the screen and go make a run, maybe they'll run towards where you're pointing.
2: Mm. Like, that's super cool. Mm, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, um, Mike, you got a good idea where to take us next?
0: Oh, don't don't blame me. But Last week we did Room 101, right? Yeah. It was a smash. It was a storm. People loved People it. People like it? Yeah, I, I guess so. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. We got
2: two emails. Yeah, we got, we
0: got a couple of emails. They, they seem to like it. But... Um, uh, it was it was good. It was fun, right? It was we. we yeah, it was, it was right. yeah, it was good fun. So yeah. so this week, we're gonna wow one another with some fabulous facts, and maybe in the process, wow our listeners. I'm not. I'm not gonna wow anyone with my facts. You're not. No, you're not gonna wow anyone with any fabulous. Well, that's not. You want to hype it up?
1: You gotta. Know. Nah, my facts are rubbish. Certainly the second one. Um, he's go, He's kicking off.
0: All right, I'll go. I'll go with. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off with one simple one line fact. Okay. Jackie Bibby. You know who Jackie Bibby is? No. He uh, has got he's holds a world record. It's uh, it's pretty impressive world record. Okay. You know, like we talk about records that just aren't worth having. Is it like
1: hopping backwards for the longest no, distance? No, it's actually, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's scarier okay. than that. <laughs> because you've got to give him credit for doing something scary. I'll, I'll give him that. But it's kind of one of those records you are like. Why? Like, if it's like running the fastest man over 100 meters, you're like, that's cool. Like that is a real achievement. That guy has pushed back human endurance, yeah. pushed back human ability. He's he's evolved it to the next level. If it's holding ten rattlesnakes in your mouth for ten <laughs> seconds, which he, which he which he broke on November 9th, two thousand six, in New York, How, then what by the tail? Yeah, he bites them by the tail, holds them, and they dangle down. And he, he bends forward and he holds them, and he have to hold them for ten seconds to get up to break the record. What a jerk! So if you do eleven. <laughs> You can beat him. <gasps> what a jerk. Yeah. Klein. Ten, ten rattlesnakes. Don't look at me like that. He broke. It wasn't me who broke the record. Are we all taking it in turns? Yeah, go on then.
1: Um Mine are all, all themed. Um, so, so one of them. World Cup starts on Friday. Yeah, cool.
2: We're okay. no, not going to do about the one where the winners have only yeah, won. Yeah, yeah, shout This one again.
1: No. It, he, he, was, he, dishes,
0: he, he dished this fact up to me and I thought it was interesting, which is what gave me yeah, the so, idea. Yeah, so I mean, so
1: there, there have been 18 World Cups so far. Yeah. There have been seven different winners of the World Cup. Six of them have all won it on home soil. The only team that has won the World Cup that hasn't been a, a victor at home is Brazil. And the next World Cup is at Brazil. There you go. England, Italy, France, Uruguay, uh, West Germany, I uh, Germany, and uh, Argentina all won it at home.
0: That is that's a pretty good. That is actually a pretty good fact. I like that. I know you've heard it before. But you know football. I don't know what
2: football. was uh, what was notable about the 1976 film "Stay Hungry," starring Jeff Bridges and Sally Field?
0: Stay Hungry. What was it about? Stay Hungry.
2: I don't know. I, I've never seen it. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Jeff Bridges and Sally Field.
1: Yeah, what was
2: notable about it?
0: Was it anything to do with those two? No. <laughs> I don't know then, Tim. <laughs> it could be edited.
1: No idea. No idea.
2: Um uh, a, an actor won won a won the a Golden Globe for <laughs> Best know? Acting Debut in a motion picture. <laughs> well they were, did they? Do it. you know who it was? Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Really? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. There you did go. Schwarzenegger won a Golden Globe. Golden Globe, Golden Globe Best Acting Debut in a Motion Picture for the film Stay Hungry alongside <laughs> Jeff Bridges and Sally Field.
1: There you go.
0: So I knew the film rang a bell for a reason. I couldn't think what it was. That's I brilliant.
2: didn't think. I didn't think uh, much. As I love Golden Arnie. Golden I never Golden thought he'd be yeah. good enough to get any.
0: E. No, of course not. I mean, yeah. he's not. He's no actor, old, old no.
2: Lamar, is he? No, no he's not. And <laughs> um, did you know uh, that that Clive James, the talk show host Clive James, once called Arnold Schwarzenegger a condom stuffed with walnuts.
0: Yeah, I did. That's one of my favourite quotes ever. <laughs> good, good it's my, one of my favourite descriptions of anyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So, yeah, the be- next one's a kind of a little story, actually. This is from the World War Two History magazine. There's a profile of a guy named Jack Malcolm Thorpe Fleming Churchill,
1: brilliant who was known name. as
0: Fighting Jack Churchill, or Mad Jack, to his comrades in World War Two. And this is like a, it's basically a, a, a collection of facts about possibly the most brilliant British person... Whoever lived. And is under-celebrated. This guy um, fought in World War Two using a bow and arrow and um, a claymore, a Scottish claymore. He was actually born in Hong Kong. Just one? What?
1: Claymore. Just a single claymore. No, a
0: sword. Oh, right. Like oh, a big sorry. friggin' Scottish broadsword. So I'm thinking
1: Metal Gear, no. claymore mines. No,
0: no. That's a big, big old broadsword, which he once cool. used to take 42 Germans hostage. He ca- he captured him in a, really? of, him in one of his um in one of his uh oh I got the, I, say I got the profile here. So he was born in Hong Kong to I think English parents. He's certainly British, uh, but he had, he loved Scottish stuff. So he joined the army in the early 30s. There wasn't enough fighting going on for him, so he <laughs> left and then practiced bagpipes for like six years and got really good at it. And then when the war kicked off, he thought, "Brilliant! I'm going to go to war." Oh, I
1: see the dude who was walking up and down the beaches playing the bagpipes. Yeah, yeah, just oh, wandering right. indiscriminately
0: uh, while bullets were whizzing yeah, past. Yeah. This guy, um, this guy, would uh, he went out? He broke my flow, my, my transport now, Matt. So yeah, he joined the commandos. He didn't actually know what commandos were. Apparently, he just heard it was a really rough and really good chance for a good fight. So he headed off, and on the the, the end, the first thing he did at the end of. Like qualifying for the commandos, whatever he's qualifying. He he stormed the beach playing the bagpipes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: brilliant. My, my dad told me that when I was little. He said there was a guy <laughs> are, just played the bagpipes. Don't worry, but, I'll look after you. But the, but, but the Germans didn't shoot him. I think they were just so perplexed. He
0: was, in, was a storming uh, nor, uh, the, uh, the Nordfjord in Norway. While two companies commanded marched on their target, Jack stood in the lead craft and played in, on his pipes the March of the Cameron Men. Uh, is, he reported back at the end. It was a, is a success. Once he, um him, and one of his enlisted men snuck up on a pair of German sentries, took them hostage. He said, "Hands up!" Took them hostage and then led them round the entire German camp, taking Germans hostage in order. Boy. And he said, he said he said afterwards he explained how it worked by saying he said German soldiers are disciplined men, and if you if you speak to them with authority, they will accept your authority. <laughs> And we'll uh, do as we're told. And then he marched them all the way back to his to their camp. Uh, they were all carrying their rifles and their weapons all the way. He took the bolts out of their rifles, which he made one of them he made one of them carry all the bolts in the thing. He said it's good because it'll weigh them down. Mm.
1: While um, playing a penny whistle. <laughs> so
0: Mad Jack got um, captured in 1944. Um, he was uh, entrenched, surrounded. Everyone was firing. The Germans were firing at him. He ran out of ammunition uh, in his pistol, because he did have a pistol. I guess he ran out of arrows as well. And a uh, mortar strike left everyone in his bunker wounded except for him. <laughs> so he sat there, realized he had nothing to fight him off with, so started playing the pipes. Played the bagpipes until the Germans threw a grenade in, which modest, moderately injured him and stunned him long enough that they were able to come in. And he woke up being prodded by a German. They took him, they took him prisoner. <coughs> he promptly escaped. From a maximum security stockade, much like the (laughs) A-team. Sounds like Jack Barrow or something. (laughs) He escaped, was captured again, escaped again, then walked 150 miles in eight days, flagged down uh, an American column. Basically, he got back to Britain. He was like, there's no fighting going on, but wait. The Japanese are still fighting, so he headed off to Asia. But by that point, as he he was halfway there, the, the the Americans had dropped the bomb, and the oh, war, the war right. was over. So he was very disappointed to find out. Apparently, he was mental even into his old age. He would be again. His profile says it. I and kind so
1: of hope this is true, and that it isn't just a story he made up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really hope it's true, and I also hope it's true that when he on his journeys home, when he was headed back home, this is in his old age, mm-hmm. he would throw his briefcase is from a, from the window of the train as right. he was as he was whistling through, throw it from the window of the train. People thought it was strange. He was throwing his case into his garden as he was passing it, and uh, would then get off at the next station and just walk back to his, uh, his place. That that might be apocryphal.
1: But that's it was a good. That's, it was a good story. A that's a good story. My my next fact is just dreadful compared to that. So so my next uh, theme was going to be rats because oh. I have to I have to give. My rats over to some Disgusting friends tonight because we can't take oh, them with us. Of course,
0: they got to be sweet taken care so of. So I found
1: there were some interesting rat facts that I found, but among them all was this brilliant fact that I never, I never even thought about, and it is: soda does not make rats explode. There you go. That's good. For soda does facts. not there's make. That, them there's explode. that
0: story. I'm not sure if it's true, but they say if you give like aspirin or is it paracetamol to a pigeon, they'll explode.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Or
2: is that an
1: open myth?
0: Uh, I don't know. Exactly. It might be. But I don't know. No, yeah, yes, the so
1: soda doesn't make rats explode. I would also like to add to that. Milk doesn't. Nor does water. Do people think that oh, many food. I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess people thought soda made them explode. Because you shouldn't I, I, give
0: milk to a hedgehog. It upsets their
1: tummies. Uh, I mean, it might kill them because I do know that rats. I don't think they can belch, if that's right.
2: (laughs) uh, They can laugh. They they can. (laughs) In in fact, they They
1: can. That's a good fact. Rats can belch. They can can laugh. (laughs) That's true. Like I I got just torn apart when I a couple months ago. I said that rats laugh. Hmm. Torn apart. Um, But I found scientific proof. Scientific proof. There was a video. Uh, of some sort he looked a bit dodgy but he was a scientist and he was tickling rats and he was recording them laughing rats tif- putting them That's on not their a back tickling their tummies and they were laughing and he's got it on tape and I sent him the link. I think I think I sent it to you as well. I could be wrong. I definitely would have ignored that if you didn't <laughs> but uh, there you go rats do it. but my fact was they don't explode if you give them soda.
2: Okay, I, I but got, don't give them soda. Got got it might hurt. My my I uh, will make this the last fact no we'll make uh, my got, fact last okay. fact oh well, i got a good one. Uh, mine's also animal-based. Um, the other night I was reading about Arctic wolves. you Know okay. much about Arctic wolves? No. Amazing no. creatures. Okay. They survive in sub-zero temperatures for up to five months at a time. Okay, obviously cause they're Arctic wolves. Yeah. They got forty-two teeth. Okay. okay. Which is their okay. main, which is their main hunting weapon.
0: I've got nothing to compare that to, so it doesn't impress me. Well,
2: think how many teeth t- a human's got. I don't know. Oh, what is it? About twenty.
0: Actually, drawn by Rob Liefeld,
2: in which case she got about four hundred. Yeah. They <laughs> ro because of the scarcity of prey. They roam areas up to one thousand square miles. Oh damn! And this is in sub-zero temperature. But best of all is this fact, which I thought was was amazing. So when they go out, well, after their babies, after the pups are born, they go out and uh, they go out and hunt for food, and they mostly eat caribou. Or caribou, or however you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, and they kill it by biting its neck, vampire style. Okay. okay. They take it down. Just bleed them out. Yeah. And then they sw- they will eat the flesh of the caribou. They will eat it, but they won't. They'll digest it, but they won't chew it. So they'll tear it off and they'll swallow it, and they'll and and they'll swallow as much as they can, and then they'll walk the a thousand square miles back to their wherever their okay. their base is, <laughs> and then they'll regurgitate the food for their pups. So they'll bring they'll bring it up.
0: That's got to be some fausty meat by that
2: point, isn't it? Well, yeah. When they return from the hunt, wolves regurgitate the food for hungry pups.
0: This is like a, a thing that dogs do. I mean, dogs are disgusting animals. I mean, I love dogs. I'm am a dog guy, but they got they do do some disgusting things. And once, because um, i always, I'm allergic to dogs, unfortunately. But I've always grown up around dogs, Jack Russells and Labradors mostly. And over at a farm, um, uh, which I worked on, there was um, uh, a lab a uh, Labrador who would be just popping out pups quite often. One time I was over there and she came into the room and we were like, Hello, mate your name was Maisie. What you do what's up, Maisie? And she was in she was is in the barn and all her pups were there and they, they always, like, all the pups knew something was up. And she knew something was up. She was kind of looking at she had that little face that dogs do when something's wrong. She's like looking at me like, oh God, this ain't right. Something's not right here. And then she and all the pups were like licking around her mouth. And then it happened. <laughs> the mouth opened. that she always yeah. went blah. <laughs> and it was like it was just like kibbles, dog food, whatever she'd been eating earlier on, just dropped on the floor, and then she looked up. She looked at me. She was like, oh, "I feel better now. I feel, I feel pretty good." Jen. And all the pups were just munching yeah,
1: away. I mean, birds do it. How uh, is it? Yeah, ours that we go to some
0: penguins regurgitate fish and stuff? Yeah.
2: So
1: there you go. It's weird. weird. So, uh, back in. Are we having a, a last round, all of us? You, you do. You
0: can do the last one if you want. Well, I'll do the very last one because well, my one's disgusting.
1: Well, yours is probably. We'll finish with yours then. I'll do mine. Uh, so the third of my my theme facts. Yeah, is is uh, about the wedding. Oh. Uh, I didn't know this, but the reason that you put the wedding ring on the fourth finger of the left hand is because back it, back in the day, in olden days, um, when it was uh, back a long time ago, right. uh, it was believed that uh, there was a vein that ran directly from the heart to the oh, yeah, read about that end before, of the yeah. finger called a yeah. uh, vena amorous yeah the uh the uh, what was it called the vein of love or something yeah and that's why you put it on that finger fleshy
2: vein of love <laughs>
1: now, is it just me or, or don't veins go the other way don't veins go f- is it arteries that take blood from the heart and then veins take it back to the heart that's how i always not sure it. it's always rubbish at biology but anyway that, that's why it's on the fourth finger of, uh, of the left hand
0: maybe your fact for the next podcast can be which way blood goes um speaking of the way blood goes Back in the uh, in the oh got the twenties, possibly the thirties, I don't know. It's a long time ago. Mine, mine
1: was hundreds of years ago. By the way, this frame. i think the Egyptians were to, had some kind of idea about.
0: Oh. That. Mine's not nearly so long ago back, but it's, a, it's the Alfred, Some people might know of the guy—a guy named Alfred Kinsey, who did a, a series of reports on sexual health in America. Oh uh, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neeson was in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah was. Neeson yeah, was yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: and um, he a part of his study was measuring penises. And the smallest penis he measured was only one inch in size, fully erect.
2: That's unbelievable. One inch. That's penis. massive. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: it's too easy. Yeah. But since then, people, like uh, m- most studies agree, they get smaller. They get smaller. Really? There's smaller a, than a, one a, inch. It, it, But then it becomes a medical condition. It becomes a what's called as, a, very flatteringly, a micro penis. Right. Right. And some people have literally. Um, and this is this is this is so sad I mean, This this got you the worst luck in the world, right? It's usually caused apparently by a, a reduced prenatal androgen production or a problem with hormones in early childhood, right? And it is, and in fact, it's is it's actually you know you can diagnose it essentially from birth because it's so it's it's it's, it's, it's a prenatal thing. Um, it can be up to one centimeter in length it's oh literally it's, at that point it's just the head of the penis On and, the and then oh, really. a small head that's, yeah. a, that's a small because uh, it's a micro penis
2: it's <laughs> imagine imagine <sighs> like going in and saying I'm really sorry you've got a problem <laughs> your penis is only um, only a centimetre long and you're just like totally devastated <laughs> and say that's what in the business we call that a micro penis <laughs> yeah. it's like named <laughs> yeah. it's got good,
0: got good news and bad news the bad news is, it, it is your penis is really small the good news is we've got a name for it, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: it's micro.
0: I,
1: I saw a thread on on. There's a forum I go on all the time, and uh, there was once a thread on it. Like, I think of funny pictures and gifts thread, and there was a there was a streaker with a micro penis.
0: Oh, that's the thing. If you had a micro, penis right. you wouldn't get
1: it. Actually. No, no. But he was like, he just wanted to be no, He was just a yeah, uh, just I, I, one I, of I them t- I guys. told my
0: friend this fact last night. Cause you, was... You'd
1: hide it. You would just. Not tell anyone. You'd. Uh, well, for a long
0: time, it. people thought it was an indicator that someone was should have, was supposed to have been born a woman. Of course, we know that's not true now. But they thought it was wasn't. One uh, they would often would recommend sex change surgery. So you like you know that's what a terrible thing you know what an awful thing to happen. I was telling my friend this last night, and um, in a in a you know, the friend of humanity he is he was like, "Oh God, Christ, my ass." He's like, "Oh, what did you do?" I was like, "I don't know, man. What could you do?" It's like it's like you know you can extend the penis these days, but. It's not like you can. It's like you extend it by a percentage. Essentially, there's mm-hmm. not much you can extend there.
1: <laughs> Two he like, millimeters. Oh.
0: He's like, oh god. I think I'd kill myself. <laughs> and I, I was like, wait, you take your own life? He's like, it's like, yeah, but what else could you do? Like, I don't know. There's plenty of things you can. Do. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: I like, wouldn't go that far. Yeah,
0: it's like you know, you sure you got you got to take a piss sitting there, and There's not you know, girls aren't going to be impressed when you drop your drawers. But I mean, at the same time.
2: But I mean, does any girl want to go to go want to go out with anyone? Who's like got a one centimeter penis? It does.
0: It. I mean, it does deny you a certain number of opportunities even in life. It,
2: for even sure. if your even if your relationship is not built on sex, you know, it could be built on a real, real good friendship and stuff. Eventually, yeah. you know, yeah. some portion of your relationship has to be about sex. That's the sexual and, direction. Yeah. Yeah, and you know any woman is going like to...
1: Dexter, I, I've only seen the first season, but he was going out with a, with old Judy Benz because he knew that there wasn't that part of the relationship. Yeah, Because like he, she wouldn't have he was sex scarred and man. she yeah. was scarred. But then eventually, it's like, oh no, what do I do?
0: In many ways, having a micro is just like that episode in Dexter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, make some de- terrible legal slur on Michael C. Hall. It's like on Michael C. Hall, he's got one of their micro penises. <laughs> <laughs> but um,
0: also... Um, like this is a, like a record that the Guinness Book of Records will never ever touch. You know, it's like you'll never see world's smallest penis. You know, just the you never see world's <laughs> biggest penis. But isn't <laughs> because that a record it's too you small know? to see? Isn't that a record that is like actually like worth covering instead of like I don't know, most rattlesnakes held in mouth, like like a I physical record? I know what the world's record. biggest penis is. I think I read I, on whilst researching this in in <laughs> detail. You know, on my own time in okay, the bathroom. Uh, I um I did I think I came across. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just... I, I pause, Lead pause yourself for, down an alley. Pause for laughter. Um, so I came across this the story about the biggest, and I think it was something like 13 and a half inches, or possibly 14.
2: I'm alive. That's, that's big. That's a big one, isn't I it? bet he has a bleeding brain hemorrhage every time he gets excited. <laughs> that, that must
1: be... That must be
0: <laughs> he did say you, that can must take, be... you can take solace in the fact that it would never be vertical. It would never be upright. Yeah. It would only ever be a half-mast. Yeah,
1: yeah that... I know, I'd, I'd feel a bit bad if... Uh, I do, cause cause you got that, and then you got the fact that well, it's like trying to divert like a, a paintbrush in an night cup. Yeah, you, you maybe get a third in, but well, again,
0: in researching this, this is another fact which you can take with you. Apparently, the average vagina is about five and a half inches deep. Right. So anything over that, and you're kind of hit, you're kind of poking her in 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 the back, you know. Right. Um. So in the tonsils. So you with that dude who's got the biggest one, he's only getting half in.
2: Mm. Less than half. Uh,
0: but at the same time... A third. When he drops his drawers, man, you, it's, it's like pe- people got to be surprised and impressed.
2: it <laughs> has got to be the surprise factor when <laughs> he drops I, and he looks like he's got a third leg.
0: Yeah, if, if you had that, you'd never put it away, surely. Or a tripod. It's, it's, I, I once knew a guy who had a very big one. And that's
1: that's. Not, <laughs> oh, please, could
0: that be the quote of the
1: month? That's
0: not something uh, I would you know necessarily boast about. If it was something I'd come like I'd be surprised by when he was at a urinal. Mm. I only mention it because he used to walk around with the very tight trousers, <laughs> right. and he used to be there on on the thigh, uh, and he used yeah. to he would put his hands on his hips and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and gesture towards it. Oh, no. and oh, he'd, no. he'd, he'd be like he'd, he'd, he'd be like.
1: Taylor would be insufferable if he... Uh, oh, well, was, could, you,
0: could you imagine what... Well, this guy was much like Rob Taylor. Right? And Rob Taylor was like with the, with the muscles. Yeah, yeah. This guy was like with his big penis. So Taylor was always flexing his muscles. This guy was always like... He would be, he would be like, right, and, and he'd be like, all right, Mike? And he'd be like, you're all right, mate? And he'd be like, nodding. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't just be like me. It'd be anyone. It'd just be like... I can't imagine what his mother thought of it. He goes home and he's like, you're all right,
1: mum? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> pretty pretty <laughs> friendly you <and suffering>. uh, aren't <laughs> <laughs> the wedding speech uh, uh, So there's,
0: there's, there's your, that's good
2: good story right, uh, let's have some questions then I think we should oh, move yeah. on from penis size um, I don't think we've ever covered penis size on a podcast before no. I, mean, I
0: don't think this is a podcast anymore it's
2: just it's just it's it's podcast 2.0 um, yeah.
1: we've already answered Daniel Martin's question which was about Respawn going with EA will they make the uh, um, a new uh, Modern Warfare so we've already touched they, on yeah, that yeah, they'll definitely make that, it yeah. I hope it has a name um <clears throat> Theo Wizgowski wants to know what would make a perfect <laughs> superhero game, but we can't say Arkham Asylum, yeah. which makes it impossible. Okay. Because I would say Arkham Asylum. Spidey 2 was pretty good. Spidey 2 was good. What about the new, the new direction, it going into, into a linear game? I mean, is that going to lose the yeah, essence rubbish. of what Spider-Man rubbish. was? Don't care. What, <laughs> what games that already exist? No, not, necessar- not necessarily. I mean, just what would be a perfect superhero game? Would you like to see? What well, they the should, Punisher? what they
2: should make is is a, a version of um, Punisher Warzone, the uh, film. They should make. Yeah.
0: Well, Volition's Punisher game was actually all right.
2: Yeah, it was all right. Yeah.
0: I but mean, it captured the whole Punisher. Thing. They did.
2: Yeah, and actually, it was quite close to a lot of the stuff in the comic.
1: But... Made it number ten in my top ten superhero games. And of
0: course, being in the business at the time, you would have played the version which was uncensored. Yeah, that's right, where he drills Cause... them through the head. Yeah, because in the uh, in the final game, the camera would like pan away, pan away during yeah. those scenes. Yeah.
2: But yeah, it was, I suppose if you
0: had a modern Xbox at the time, you could hack
2: it. Yeah, I suppose they did. Uh, they did have that, bit. but but um, it'd be nice to see it sort of done done properly, and it would also be nice to see it sort of done with the uh, because as in the film, it didn't really capture it because the film was was horrendously hammy, but like really entertaining. Yeah,
0: uh, well, *Punisher* War Zone is a rec- is an re- Xbox World recommended movie,
2: but. The the comics, you know, the Garth Ennis comic is is really funny as well, and it'd be nice to see uh, nice to see a bit of that sort of black humor. The humor, it? yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd, uh.
0: I don't have anything to add to that. I would really like to see a really good Spider Man game. I mm. mean, the idea of moving around as Spider Man is always so much fun.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, it's interesting. The first Spider Man game, which everyone remembers, the PlayStation one, the three D one was um, so on it was, it was, was a linear game as well. You know, it yeah. very, it's just across rooftops, and you could never see. What the I would
1: like to, I mean, in Shattered Dimensions, one of them is the Noir level. And uh, we we saw it in action a couple of weeks back and I don't know if I can talk about it really. Um, but I think we've seen Noir before and it's fair to say it isn't quite what Batman is. It it feels a little bit more Spidey, not as stealthy as I kind of hoped. Um, they they could have just made that straight Arkham Asylum and it'd mm-hmm. be good. Like Instead of um, Batman using his his grapple or whatever to get around, just Spidey use a web shot. Other than that, he could be going around in the shadows taking people down I, th- I think that that will work really Batman well. Batman and Spidey
0: lend themselves to the games really, really well. I mean, in theory, Wolverine does as well, but Wolverine's kind of kind of boring to yeah. me. The, pr- really the really
1: problem like
2: with Wolverine it. is he's a bit like Superman in that he's completely indestructible. I've got basically.
1: to say, the Wolverine game last year, I loved it. I had an yeah. absolute blast playing it. Wasn't it
0: wasn't a great game, but it was a fun game, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah I think the
2: reason, was. like... I mean, Spidey, I suppose, is pretty invulnerable, but I think one of the other reasons Batman works as well as it does is because it... You're obviously playing a real guy, and also yeah. you have to use the shadows because otherwise you're going to get killed. So yeah, you've got if, that sense of being. As soon as threatened. someone
1: turns a gun on you, you're dead. Yeah, right. So, so um,
2: whereas in Wolverine, you're such a total. I mean, he's indestructible yeah. basically. And so the Superman game was the same. The I think last the, I Superman think the game the more powers, dreadful.
1: I think the more powers a superhero has, the less exciting it is. Yeah, to yeah. It to of course. In. As
0: soon as you add flight to it, it gets real bad. Like Iron Man and Superman. Yeah. yeah. Those they're not going to lend themselves to good games because flying around in games generally isn't fun.
2: No. You like, know, which is which is why I was sort of saying about the Punisher because then you sort of ground it a little bit in more familiar kind of architecture and although Punisher's is not really about stealth in the same way that, that Batman is you could bring that side of you know I mean Frank Castle used to be ex-Marine and all that sort of stuff yeah. so you could bring that kind of side Castle's
0: of perfect for video games I mean he's just a big thug with a gun he's yeah. absolutely perfect for it
2: so yeah
1: sure. the last question was uh, from Ross Malati again we've touched on it it was about the next Elder Scrolls and um, Wanted to know if there's any news, and obviously, we've talked about that earlier, so um, that wraps it up.
0: This is OSN, and not to end on this, so uh, note. so that. yeah, and <laughs> um, a, bit, so, of
1: a so, bit of a micro penis. So, so, <laughs> so, so next week, we've got uh, Rob the Town Man Taylor's back and uh, Alex Dale as well. Yeah, they're the both office.
0: here, they're, they won't be podcasting, though. No, won't be no. podcasting, but for there's it. a possibility we'll be able to get something out of E3. We're gonna, we're gonna try and do a podcast on the E3 show floor, yeah. Um, no promises, folks. Uh, we hope we do, but keep your eyes peeled. If we do, because if we do, it's not going up on iTunes. It'll be going up on the blog. And it'll just be raw audio straight from the show floor. Yeah. It'll be me phoning Tim, and we're putting it straight recorded, straight up on the blog. Um, keep your eyes peeled for that. As usual, keep your eyes peeled on Facebook, Twitter, and the uh, XboxWorld360.co.uk.
2: And uh, and we'll we'll reconvene once Mike's back from E3. So uh, thanks for listening. Good day. Bye bye.